The following program is underwritten by... Do you have a dog that pulls? The Halty product range by the Company of Animals has something to help stop your dog pulling. From the Halty harness to the Halty OptiFit head collar. Company of Animals. For all your pet's training and behavior needs at www.companyofanimals.us. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Wow, what a lineup we have today. Judy has uh, worked overtime. She she came to me and she said, we're going to have this lady on the show today. She's made a website for affairs. She, uh, If you're looking to have an affair, you're married, you're looking for a little side thing. She created a website for that. And I figured, why would we have this lady on? Well, she found a correlation <laughs> between pet ownership and people that have affairs. And we'll uh, ask Ooh. this lady in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. You want to stick around for that? She's uh, from the U.K., and I believe yes. her website is a U.K. dating site. I uh, believe you're right, Hal. That, I believe so. Yes. Uh, we'll also find out today if our dogs can read our faces, whether or not they know what a smile means. Uh, what, frown. A frown. Thank you. Yes. What a frown means to them. There's new research, a brand new study out, and we'll find out about that today on today's show. Also, Navy SEAL Michael Ritland will be joining us. He has a brand new book out that he's written uh, about training your dogs like the Navy SEAL. Dogs mm-hmm. that he trained uh, for, I believe, the Homeland Security. I believe he trains dogs for TSA and, and wow, a lot of these big organizations. And he also has uh, a foundation that he started, which helps dogs transition from war zones to regular life back, back here. To, wow. Because, you know, you never think about that. You think about all the soldiers that have PTSD and all kinds of problems when they come back. What about the dogs? Apparently they do, too. And so we'll find out more about him in just a few minutes. Let's uh, take your calls. Oh, wait, Joey, what are you working on? I'm going to be talking about um, bathing um, your bird and when um, too much may be too much and also cutting um, your bird's nails. That doesn't sound like a fun thing to do. No. Sounds you know what? Normally I wouldn't talk about it, but um, I had someone ask me questions about it, so I'd rather let them understand a little bit more before they dive right in and either hurt the bird or the bird hurts them. Very good. Well, if you have questions for Dog Father Joey Villani or for Dr. Debbie, the number is toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. You can also ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Let's go to your calls now. Hi, Shirley. How are you doing? Hi. What Hi. fair city are you calling from today? I'm from uh, South Pasadena, California. South Pasadena? We were just talking about Pasadena. Well, so what's going on? How can we help you? Well, I have a cat. Uh, he's about four years old, and he uh, eats his fur. Oh gosh! Okay, <laughs> and then he he's got from his uh, belly on down no hair. All right, is and is it just on his belly that he's uh, chewing the hair out, or is it other parts of his body? Well, his legs, all of his legs, no hair. You, okay. There's like a ring around the upper portion. Okay, what kind of and, kitty and uh, and does, what kind of kitty and does? And okay, does he go outside? We don't know. No. Uh-uh. He, okay. I know it has to do with the heat because uh, you know, when it was cold and in the winter, his hair all grew back. He did this last year, too. Oh, okay. That, uh, and then he scratches a lot, and he's got now scabs and stuff. And he's so okay. cute. Aw. Cute but bald on his backside, huh? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Shirley. You know, I'm going to say it's probably not heat. 
Um, but anytime we have a cat that's um, chewing their hair out, whether they're pulling it out in clumps or barbering it and kind of chewing it and licking it so it breaks off in pieces, you know, the yeah, number one I think... Number one thing I like to look at is really evaluate for pen- potential um, allergies or other types of skin disease. So in areas where we have fleas, I always like to make sure we're doing really adequate flea control, even if they are indoors, because if you have other pets coming in and out, um, you know, fleas can find their way. So that's very one very important thing to look at. But if we do see a seasonality to when he seems to have this problem, well, I would really look at allergies as a potential cause. And cats can be allergic to a lot of things. In a seasonal way, they can be allergic to pollens, grasses, environmental allergens like dust mites. Um, um, so we really want to look at that. Um, they can also have food allergy, but if the symptoms continue year-round, then I might think more food allergy. But seasonal, I'd say, hmm, maybe we have a cat that's allergic to something. So this would be something to, when I, whenever I'm presented with a cat like this, I would like to do a couple things. And the first things we want to do is make sure we don't have some infection-type problems that are going on, whether they be parasites like mites or um, things like ringworm, which are a fungus. Um, so a good visit to your veterinarians in line to make sure we don't have those things, and that may require they do a couple uh, skin samples, skin testing to evaluate that. But then we need to really look at what's going to be the best way to manage things. And if your veterinarian thinks it is in an allergy-type condition, then there's a lot of things that we can do. Um, sometimes we can actually test a cat for allergies. Um, if you're not really willing to, you know, get into the cost or the, um, the steps of doing that, there's a lot of other options that we can try. One of the first things I do is I like to try a hypoallergenic diet. And I know I said that it may or may not be that because there's a season to, to your cat's symptoms, but a lot of this can overlap. So putting them on a novel protein diet or a hypoallergenic diet as prescribed by your vet can be a really good thing, simple, easy for you to control. The other types of steps that we do might be things that are medications, um, things like antihistamines. Um, so there are some like uh, chlorpheniramine or cyproheptidine that we can give to cats that can be helpful. Um, other steps we might use, fatty acids, um, just like we do in dogs with skin disease. That could be something you can use for cats to help manage their symptoms. And then for some cats, we'll look at steroids, either in pill or injection forms, to give them that relief so that they don't scratch, chew, and um, cause themselves harm. But the other thing that, you know, before we say, oh, gosh, you know, here's a, I hate to say, you know, here's a, a shampoo or a cream or something you're going to use because in most of these situations, it's something we really need to address medically. Um, allergies, skin infections, parasites. And believe it or not, some cats will actually do this to themselves in the area you're describing when they have medical problems. And I've commonly found that cats can have bladder infections and chew the hair on their abdomen. I've had a cat with anal gland infections chew the hair on their abdomen, um, as well as even cats with um, spinal arthritis. So even if you don't suspect there's something else causing it, talk to your veterinarian because a lot of times we'll find out, ah, you know, the kitty also has an inappropriate urination problem. is peeing in spots he shouldn't. Well, that might clue your vet in to say, okay, let's make sure we check that urine sample and uh, maybe do a little blood work and make sure we're picking the right disease that we're treating because that's really the big thing here. And uh, I don't. I didn't ask you, um, Shirley, if your uh, vet had tried anything. If you used any medications? No, I have. I haven't been to the vet with him. Uh, the only reason why I haven't is because when it got cold, 
he didn't do it, and his hair all grew back from uh, last time. Mm-hmm. But uh, this time, you know, our weather goes from so high to so low in a day's time, <laughs> and it sure. drives the cats crazy. Yeah, well, I think so that the good news I is that... I three cats, and the other two are fine. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the good news is, Shirley, that... If you haven't tried anything, there's a lot of things your vet can um, offer you and at least um, discuss with you. Yeah. But you got to got to get your kitty in the cat carrier and get her to the vet, um, and then we can yeah. work on trying to get some solutions. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Shirley, for your call today. Toll free at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to reach out to any one of the Dream Team, Doctor Debbie or Joey Volani. Right now, you're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. America was built by people with a few dollars and a dream. And while many don't know it, there's one path to success that still only requires a dream and about $10. That's right. If your dream is to start or grow your business, something as simple as the right business card could make all the difference. And today, at Vistaprint.com, you can get 500 full-color business cards for only $9.99. That's right, 500 business cards for just $9.99. What's more, you can choose between hundreds of designs or upload your own and customize them easily. And because they're from Vistaprint.com, the cards are of top quality and your satisfaction is 100% guaranteed. So visit Vistaprint.com today and get 500 shots at turning your dream into reality. Hurry, because this offer won't last long. To get your 500 business cards for just $9.99, go to Vistaprint.com. Click on the link in the upper right corner and use promo code 1000. That's Vistaprint.com. Click on the link in the upper right corner and use promo code 1000. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition in excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're an environmentally friendly, recyclable, BP free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-7898. Would you wait several days for your cell phone to fully charge? Would you wait several days to feel the full effect of relief from your nasal congestion? Flonase Allergy Relief Nasal Spray could take that long. But if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, use Afrin No-Drip. Afrin starts working in seconds and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait several days to feel the full effect? You can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin. Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed. Hello, this is Loretta Swift, and I'm on Animal Radio. And please don't forget spay and neuter. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Zooming who? That is exactly the question we'll be asking in just a couple of minutes when Claire Page joins us. <laughs> Got a spelling error, by the way, up there on the board, her name. Uh, Illicit Encounters is her website, and she matches married people for affairs. <gasps> no. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I was intrigued, too. You know, Judy Judy knows how to book the show. She came to me, and she popped this and said, hey, this is uh, this is who we're having on the show today. And I said, Okay. 
how does it relate to the animals, really, is my concern, because yeah. sure, after all, an animal show. Does it have to? And, well, in this particular case, it does. It does. Of they, course it does. They surveyed these people, uh, people who obviously said that they were having affairs, which is rule number one. Never admit it. Don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never do it. Come on, guys. Oh, I'm sorry. Never do it. That's yes. the rule number one. Never admit it is rule number two. Oh, yes. okay. Yes. I, I, thought, I thought it was the other way around. <laughs> yeah, that was your error there. But anyway... Uh, they asked these people if they had dogs and what kind of dogs they had. And they found out that the people that were having affairs, that were not loyal to their partners, did not have dogs. So there is a correlation there. And we'll find out in just a few minutes with Claire Page. Claire with an E at the end. Elicit Encounters is her website if you want to check it out before we talk to her. But first, we want to talk to Mary. Hey, Mary, how are you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. And yourself? Good. Where are you calling from today? I'm actually calling from uh, Orange County, California. The beautiful L.A. area? What's going on? Uh, Yeah, a little bit south of L.A. What's going on today with you? I got uh, the doctor here and the groomer. Well, hopefully you can help me. Um, I have about a 13- or 14-year-old pit bull boxer mix. She's a female. She's had a um, uh, seizures, a history of seizures in the past. And uh, Mm -hmm. since September, the... um, Frequency and severity of the, the seizures have increased, but then in January, uh, she's older. She has a hard time, you know, with their hips and joints. And uh, but the biggest problem is uh, we took her uh, to our our vet, which we really like, and he's diagnosed her with colitis, and she's been on antibiotics. And then um, her stool is very black and runny, so she's had um, repeat doses of uh, like anti-diarrhea. Um, I'm just wondering if we should go to the expense of doing some x-rays or something. I don't know what our next step is. I, I, I think she's got a, you know, high tolerance for pain and she is older. Um, I'm, I'm having a hard time lift her up, you know, and then I have to actually put a baby gate up, uh, at the stairs so when I'm gone at work she doesn't, you know, fall or have a seizure or something like that. So I'm, I'm really torn. I'm actually to the point where I, I talked to my kids about putting her down, and they're they're totally against it. She has good days and bad days, so I don't know okay. what my next step should be. Should I go into X-rays to see if there's more happening? Okay. Well, first, it always generates a couple questions in my mind. The the colitis and the digestive problems has that been something just recently, or has she been battling that throughout her life? Um, no, the, the um, colitis and digestive problems have uh, started in January of this year. Okay, she just she hasn't been battling that just recently. Okay, and, and in your opinion, what do you feel is the most limiting health problem to her daily existence? Is it her seizures or is it the colitis or is it the arthritis and, and getting around? You, you know, um, her her getting around, her mobility has really, really deteriorated since September. She used to be able to run and play and go upstairs, so her mobility is really limited. I don't know if the seizures are painful, and I'm not sure if the colitis is painful. That That's my biggest concern is I don't want her to suffer. Okay, understood. And, and I know exactly where you're at here, Mary, because I have a 13-and-a-half-year-old Labrador retriever who has mobility problems, has digestive problems, has a uh, neurologic kind of um, ataxia, so an imbalance type problem. So I'm with you there. And I think in your mind, 
as far as first of all, that's where we need to figure out what's the, what's the thing that is most limiting her quality of life. And if it is something that we haven't fully investigated, then I think it's definitely worthwhile evaluating that. And so if that overlaps with x-rays, meaning that's going to investigate the digestive problems as well as her mobility, I think that's a great step. Because for, for me and for a lot of pet owners, information is power. And knowing what you're up against and knowing what the options are are really the first step. And, okay. you know, if it's something arthritic, maybe we'll be able to manage that. There's medicines, there's therapeutic laser therapies, there's supplements even. Now, yeah, I am a little... Con- using the supplements for the hip and joint pain, but um, mm-hmm. for those back legs almost when they go up the stairs, it's like they both go at the same time and... She's just real slow. And the vet says, you know, she's older. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's definitely up there, you know, for a a larger breed dog. But but for me, if the digestive problems have come on recently, especially when someone describes that they've got kind of blackish stools, that does put up some really big red flags to me because black stools, or what we call melana, tends to indicate that there could be some bleeding that's occurring and that the blood is becoming digested, and that's why it comes out in a black color. So I do think that x-rays would be very important to look at um, to help us to evaluate that. And uh, if she had colitis her whole life, then, yeah, we talk about diet, we talk about management and different strategies and things we can try for that. But I think in this situation, there's probably something more to the story that's related to this or that might be triggering her symptoms. So, so yeah, And, and, you know, if... The news is not good. You, you you have information that can help you make those decisions. And I think saying when is, you know, one, two, three, four medical problems for an older pet, when is it time to say goodbye? It really is that matter of, you know, that quality of life and, and how much you can still provide to assist them in those years. And, you know, I have right now a piece of plastic on the floor in my area where my older dog stays um, because I'm willing I'm willing to pick up those messes when he cannot control it because there's yeah. so many other good yeah. things that he's experiencing right now. And I think that's what you really got to look at. And if you feel her quality is there and she's still got bright eyes, she's engaged with the family, eating well, then, um, you know, she's then I'd encourage well, you to look. It really amazes me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, okay, well, I, I just kind of wanted to see what our next path was because, um, We've tried everything, and, and her blood work is good. And so I mm-hmm. didn't know if there's blood coming out with the stools or sometimes at nighttime. I've, I've had I've made a smaller bed for her so she doesn't have to go up very high. And, and the, the sheets sometimes, at least two times since January, have just been loaded with, with fresh blood, the, the bright mm. red blood. So okay. that really, really concerns me. Okay, and fresh blood, you know, does indicate things lower down in the GI tract versus black stools, which makes us think of bleeding like in the stomach or ulcers or something like that. So, so yeah, I would say let, let's find out more for your, your little one and or big one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Um, we'll definitely make an appointment and get those x-rays going because, like you said, um, it's powerful to have information, so yep. it's worth yep. it. <laughs> hey, thanks for your call, Mary. Mary, listening in uh, Los Angeles or in Orange County on Coast 103.5. I appreciate that so much. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, Tammy Trujillo with another strange twist on the zombie cat story. You might remember this story about Bart, the cat that was hit by a car, and the owner 
uh, buried the cat, but the cat wasn't dead and dug his way out. It's just like this story. It refuses to die. It's That's amazing. It, it is. It is. A, it's, very, it's the zombie story here on Animal <laughs> Radio. Also, I wanted to encourage you to check out our Facebook page this week for Wacky Wednesday. And, of course, we like to dole out the prizes with help from our great sponsors and we do it with your wacky wednesday pictures you upload those pictures to our facebook page and we'll vote everybody gets to vote everybody gets to like it and share it and the one with the most likes and shares picks up this week miss vanna francis this week we they can pick up diamond wipes from divas and suds now, these are some great wipes. There's a pet care wipe, and it's, you know, it's like the wipes that you use on your babies. And this pet care wipe cleans the face and eyes, and you can leave to wear tear stains. Then they have the pet ear wipes that can swab away. You can get in there and get some of that waxy buildup and get some of that odor out. And then lastly, but not leastly, they have the dental finger mitts, which is an oral care with a fresh peppermint scent that you can rub around your Dogs or cats. Oh, Open your mouth. <laughs> yeah, you need some. Hold them down. Hold them down. <laughs> Peppermint wow. smell. Yes. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 866 405 8405. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Everybody's had trouble finding their car keys or maybe a TV remote, but when a California man lost his false teeth, he was convinced he didn't just misplace them. 68-year-old Bill Exner blamed the mouse, a mouse that Bill and his wife had captured three times and three times it escaped. He last remembered seeing his dentures on his nightstand, and after searching all over the house for them, he convinced his daughter's fiancé to take a crowbar and hammer to the closet wall with a small hole in it where he'd seen the mouse run in. After tearing up some molding, the dentures were retrieved. Bill's future son-in-law suggested boiling the dentures in peroxide before putting them in. Bill's wife says the mouse frequently comes out and stares at him, taunting him. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Don't miss Sprint's Cut Your Bill in Half event. Just bring your Verizon or AT&T bill and turn in your old phone, and we'll cut your rate plan in half. So if you're paying $260 a month for your family's four lines with Verizon, we'll cut it to $130. Or if you're paying $80 for yourself, we'll cut it to $40. Plus, we'll give you unlimited talk and text in the U.S. and match your data all on the Sprint Network. The Cut Your Bill in Half event at Sprint. Bring us your Verizon or AT&T bill and turn in your old phone, and we'll cut your rate plan in half. Visit us at Sprint.com slash half price or go to a Sprint store today. Limited time offer available when you choose a leasing option or Sprint Easy Pay. Subject to credit and valid consumer port. Discount applied to monthly voice, text, and data charges with a minimum $10 monthly rate charge. Excludes taxes, surcharges, add-ons, apps, premium content, international services, additional lines, and device charges. Other plans may receive prioritized bandwidth availability. To improve data experience for the majority of users, throughput may be limited, varied, or reduced on the network. Max of 10 lines per account. No cash back. Third-party marks are property of their respective owners. Restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Junior, Director of Marketing for Fido Friendly the travel and lifestyle magazine for us dogs. I have the best job in the world, sniffing out hotels and destinations where they roll out the red carpet for canines and humans alike. To find out where I've been lately and to learn how you can travel like me, pick up a copy of Fido Friendly magazine at your local bookstore or subscribe online at FidoFriendly.com to find out what all the barking's about. 
Stressful things during the day can keep you awake at night. Instead of sleeping, your mind is still spinning from stress. Unisom is the help you need to fall asleep. Unisom sleep tabs are a clinically proven effective OTC sleep aid. You fall asleep 33% faster by easing into your natural sleep cycle. With Unisom, you wake refreshed and ready. Here's your morning traffic report. Unisom. A stressful day deserves a restful night. Use as directed active ingredient toxilamine succinate versus control in a clinical setting. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. The story of Bart, also known as Zombie Cat, continues in Tampa, Florida. Bart's owner, Ellis Hewson, is now suing to get him back. Catch you up on this. Bart was reportedly hit by a car and his owner buried him thinking he was dead. Bart wasn't. He dug his way out and five days later managed to make it to a neighbor's yard before collapsing. Hewson took him to the Humane Society for treatment when he couldn't afford what a vet would have charged. Bart had a badly broken jaw and a badly damaged eye that's now been removed. Now, the agency says it decided not to return Bart after learning more about the circumstances leading up to this burial, exactly what they're not saying right now. The Humane Society, though, says it's reviewing its legal options. Earlier, the group said Bart would be put up for adoption after he recovers. The agency has gotten a lot of donations from all around the world that is helping to pay for Bart's care. Well, this is coyote mating season. What that means is that the animals are roaming even further than normal, and they're often going into neighborhoods. And it's enough to prompt a real warning about the dangers that coyotes pose to cats and smaller breed dogs. Coyotes are really, really smart. They are so good at learning your habits and your routines. Yours, not your animals, yours. So you should really consider changing when you let your dog out in the evening and the morning. And you should go out with your small dogs, especially after dark. Cats, bring them in at night. Watch those trash cans, too. Pet food, water dishes also. They attract coyotes to your yard. Never, ever underestimate the love of a dog. This is fantastic. A miniature Schauser in Cedar Rapids, Idaho, went missing recently. Sissy ended up 20 blocks away at the hospital where her guardian, 64-year-old Nancy Frank, had been for two weeks recovering from surgery. Her husband, Dale, had been taking care of Sissy and her brother, Barney, at home. He just went out and went crazy when Sissy went missing. He got a call from the hospital a few hours later after a security guard there found Sissy wandering around the building and called the number on her ID tag. The hospital let Dale take Sissy up to see Nancy for a few minutes when he went to pick the little dog up. Now, how Sissy got all the way to the hospital is anybody's guess, but a surveillance camera in the hospital lobby shows her going right through the automatic doors all by herself. My dogs can't even make it into the backyard. This dog walks out <laughs> 10 miles to the hospital. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. At Stella. 
and Chewies, they're dedicated to the simple proposition that pets should be healthy and happy. Their commitment to quality starts with their ingredients. Every Stella and Chewies product is made with raw, naturally raised meat, poultry, or fish sourced from USDA-inspected facilities without added hormones or antibiotics. Unlike commercial pet food, which is one of the most highly processed products on the planet with much of its nutritional value cooked away, Stella and Chewies dog and cat food is nutritious and delicious. Learn more at StellaandChewies.com. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, the world is your office with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business with all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Really? No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams. Here to get craft beer drinkers' reactions as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. Think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! <laughs> I was going to say Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this tested is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, Super Responsibility. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hey, thanks, Stella and Chewies, for underwriting this portion of Animal Radio. Be sure to check out their Chewies Chicken, Simply Venison, Stella Super Beef, the Duck Duck Goose, and the Phenomenal Pheasant Dinners, the little intro packs. They're supposed to be so you can figure out which flavor your dog likes. I'll tell you right now that we actually switched it up for Ladybug. She gets quite a variety. Thank you so much, Stella and Chewies, for being a part of Animal Radio. And uh, I want to head to the phones right now where we have Madeline Bernstein. She's the top dog over at the SBC in Los Angeles. Hi, Madeline. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? Well, you Thanks know, for having me. I heard so many exciting things are happening down there. Yes, always. Never boring. What's the first thing that comes to mind, the biggest projects you're working on right now down there at the SBCA? Biggest projects? Well, yeah. we have a couple of big adoption festivals that are going to be coming up. We have, um, we're training up in uh, a new surgical, non-surgical procedure called Zuterin to see if we can, you know, um, facilitate getting a lot of dogs neutered quickly um, and without the dangers of surgery. We are the uh, charity for the LA Marathon, so we're getting our teams together for the 5K. Wow! And whoever wants to run the marathon, um, we are busy, literally uh, 24/7 down here. I was gonna say, what do you do in your spare time? <laughs> I know, a defined spare time. <laughs> you mentioned the Zuterin, and I'm actually kind of interested about that. It is, of course, a zinc injection into, um, I believe, the testicles of the of dogs, Correct. the male dogs, male yes. dogs. And it is a safe and a permanent and effective way of sterilizing them. Is that correct? correct? And it leaves, you know, and it leaves the dog because there's some people who, a, are concerned about surgery of any kind. You know, sometimes it's risky if you have, you know, any animal that has an undetected heart murmur or a problem, you know, that you don't know about. Sometimes the anesthesia is tough. Uh, on a on a pet, and this is a non-surgical me- you know method. It's an injection. You go from a knife to an injection, and right now it's only FDA approved from for dogs, you know, in this country. But potentially, it can be used on other animals as well. And it also leaves for for those who like the look, you know, of of leaving the dog appearing to be intact. 
um, the the dog, you know, doesn't lose any parts. For all you macho guys out there. That... Yeah, but how do you prove, I mean, like when I register my dog and get the license, if they're spayed or neutered, it's a reduced rate. How do you prove that this animal has been... Well, you'll get a certificate of sterilization, just oh. like you would for spay or neuter. And there's a, uh, a Z that is tattooed um, on the dog, because at this point, most most of us are tattooing in, on every procedure. You tattoo the females, because you can't tell if a female's been spayed just by a visual look. You know, at least there's a sign that a vet, you know, that a veterinarian was there. So it's another tattoo. It's a Z, and there's also a tag that says that the dog's been zootered. So you would still get the reduced rates. Well, this has got to be a godsend for the, the pet welfare industry. I, I am so hoping we are, you know, we're trained up. We're, we're starting to, you know, work on integrating it into our program. The advantages are that it's about a third the cost of actually doing the neuter. So yeah. it's way more economical, although there are stories of private veterinarians in places literally charging double the amount of the neuter for the, you know, for the procedure. But mm-hmm. in but in theory, um, it's extremely cost effective. Not only that, but because it's an injection, um, uh, registered veterinary technicians can do it as well as veterinarians. Oh, yeah. It's faster. And we are, you know, we haven't seen any downside yet. I had two big questions when we first started to explore this procedure. You know, one was, how's the dog? Yeah. And um, there doesn't seem to be, we didn't experience any complications on the ones that we have done to date. Um, And, you know, you just want to make sure that they're dry and comfortable and they're sort of sleeping off the sedative. But as far as the injection site, there might be a little swelling, but it's not an incision. You know what I mean? It's not surgery. Yeah. So they're they're not completely anesthetized, and so you're not worrying about them waking up. What uh, what about behavior? So um, there there where you know obviously there aren't long term uh, studies, and so the question with behavior is that not all the testosterone is removed, so there's some left. So the question is, will the amount of testosterone that's left? cause any behavior problems? And the answer is, you know, we don't know at this point, and clearly that's something to watch out for and look at long-term results. But then the other side of that is that there are some who feel that removing all, some doctors, not not me, you know, I'm not a veterinarian, but, but, but some people who know what they're talking about, um, <laughs> feel that when you remove all the testosterone, um, that you're opening up the possibility of other diseases that can result from that, right? So then the million-dollar question is, well, leaving a little bit of testosterone that this procedure does actually ward off some of that. So the answer is a big fat, I don't know. Well, it takes time. It's a, it's a fairly new procedure. Mm-hmm. What's three years old? It's you... something like that. And you'd be interested to know that, that the inventor of the procedure is actually a medical doctor, medical for people medical doctor, from China, who was asked to come up with a procedure for men. <laughs> uh, yes, I like really. that idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they also had very strict population controls there. So um, this is an alternative, you know, I guess to a vasectomy or something. So so anyway, he, he then more it morphed, you know, his invention and his science, you know, morphed into being able to use it uh, for animals as well. I mean, there's a lot of cross-pollination between veterinary science and human science. You know, a lot of the diseases are the same. The drugs are 
similar, and, you know, there's a lot of sharing that goes on that you'd be surprised. Yeah, and I gotta say that I think as a veterinarian, I am excited by the potentials of, of the people this may reach that standard surgical castration does not. However, you mentioned something that terrifies me, and I'm sure any man would say this, is that I do not feel comfortable having a technician perform a procedure that is technically a chemical surgery, and I think that would be a huge mistake to put this in the hands of people that don't necessarily know what the difference between the epididymis and the testes are. Right. And, and I think that it should stay within veterinary hands. And it may be a decision, you know, that may be a decision that's reached, but before even a veterinarian can do this or an RVT can do this, there is training um, that they have to do, and, they ha- and, and they're obviously not doing it unsupervised. So if your technician is good um, and can do it and doesn't know the difference, you know, that's something that you would evaluate. If you don't have technicians that are legally able to do it and are properly trained, you would not do it, clearly. But the other great thing about this procedure and, and, and your point, I really want to emphasize your point about reaching people that you can't necessarily reach. You can perform this in the park because it's not a sterile procedure. And the very first time that we actually um, had some of our dogs zootered was actually in a park, um, in a festival where the you know the procedure was being showcased. And I'm glad you guys are leading this uh, educational front, is what I'm going to call it, at the SPCA of Los Angeles. Madeline Bernstein, the president, joining us. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Check out the website if you haven't yet, SPCALA.com. They've also got a pretty active Twitter feed. I understand you're active in that. Right, right. I have. We have an SPCALA Twitter feed. I have my own Twitter feed, and 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 if you're interested in in rants that I might have. Um, my blog is This Bitch Craves Attention. That's why I left and called me Top Dog. Um, and you can look that up. So, yeah, you know, despite the fact that my kids call me a Luddite and, you know, whatever, I, I am active and I do my own tweets and write my own blog. So, yes. And you multitask like nobody's business. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Doing great work for the SPCA. We'll talk to you again sometime very soon. Thank you so much. Let's head back to the phones. Toll free for your calls. one 405 8405 You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Animal Radio, baby. one 405 to connect with anyone of the Dream Team right now, and we go to Cody. Uh, hey, Cody, welcome to the show. Hi, how are y'all doing? Doing good. Great. What's going on? Well, I have uh, a six-month-old mutt, and she is eating my uh, my other dog's poop, and I'm wondering what I can do. We read that it was like a... Uh, lack of nutrition or something, so we read we could give her liver, and we started feeding her liver and all that, but that's not working either. Ew, I hate liver, man. Feel bad for your dog. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is a puppy, a six-month-old puppy? Yes, ma'am. All right. It's it's not a nutritional problem. Dogs do this because they like it. We don't want to face the reality. They find it fun, and it's an enjoyable thing. And what's even more fun is they love to do it because we respond so negatively to it, and we chase them around trying to pull the little pieces out of their mouth, um, and they, there's a kind of a game involved with it. Now, that being said, there are dogs that um, kind of pick up this habit when they're young and may continue doing it throughout their whole lifetime. 
lifetime. Um, and, and then for those, I might be looking at some other health issues that are going on. But it's a natural thing. Puppies do this. They pick up poop just kind of like kids explore their environment. The trick is, the number one thing is we don't want to try to make a big deal about this. Um, so when I deal with this problem, there's twofold that I'll do. One is I talk about training, and two, I talk about deterrence and avoidance. So okay. training is really where you train yourself to not respond badly to this. So if you catch your dog doing this, we want to find an alternative for the pup to do. So instead of saying, hey, drop it, drop it, drop it, drop it, we're going to say, I got a squeaky toy. Look at this great squeaky toy. And you go running in the other direction, squeaking that thing as loud as you can, dancing around like a fool. That is going to be more fun than that little pile of poop, and that's going to draw the, your pet's interest towards that. Um, and so if you, if your dog fails to drop the poop and brings it along, hey, you've made some steps. At least you've got the dog's attention and you're getting the right response. Um, the second part of that is avoidance and a deterrence. So if we have a dog that we're taking outside and we have no control over where they're going and they're going potty as the, at will, we really have no control over saying, hey, stop that, come here. So you need to take your pet out on a leash to the potty area and supervise that activity. Praise them up and down when they do their goods and when they walk by that pile of poop and don't try to pick that up. Um, and then the deterrence things. There's tons of different products out there that you can feed to dogs to make their poop taste uh, bad. If, if you believe it, <laughs> you, you have to do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there's oodles of different products out there. And, um, you know, if it's a matter of your other dog's poops that uh, are being ingested, then you can feed these products to your pet. And, and with repeated exposure, it helps to be a negative deterrent. And, and I've had people that they try all sorts of different things, you know, Tabasco, um, the poop, and all that stuff. And, and whatever works for you to deter them, that's great. I'm, I'm a fan of that. But the biggest thing is to not allow them to have that exposure in the first place. And then if you do see it happening, to really redirect the behavior to something else that is more favorable and more fun than the, the little squishy poops there. Okay. Hope that I helps you out. That. I appreciate your call, Cody. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. Could be Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Villani. We're all here, toll free for you. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. This is John O'Hurley. You're listening to Animal Radio. And remember, most importantly, please spay or neuter. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Animal Radio is underwritten by the Company of Animals. If you uh, have an animal that gets nervous, a dog in particular that gets nervous at the dentist or the groomer, or the vet. And Joey, I know you can speak to these dogs that get nervous when you're grooming them. If so, the Company of Animals has the Baskerville Ultra Muzzle to help you out. It allows for both the owner and the dog to feel more secure and comfortable and more relaxed in nervous situations, like going to the vet or going to Joey to get your hair cut. You know what? They, that's another thing that works really, really well. I have to tell you, it's, it, it doesn't, they don't feel so confined with this on. It's, um, it's, it's, it's much more comfortable for them. So, and it looks, you know what? It looks more comfortable for the, for the people as well. So, yeah. Cause I know people don't like to muzzle their pets just because of how it looks. Well, some people think that it's inhumane, but really in, there are certain situations, training situations where it's, it's absolutely 
the yeah. indication. I can actually learn more over at their website if you want to learn more about muscles and how they can help at www.companyofanimals.us. Joey Volani, the dog father, what are you working on? I'm not the dog father today, okay? Uh-oh. I'm talking birds. I'm going to talk birds. The bird father. When is it? The, the, yes, um, the bird man. I, okay. I like bird man. Prefer like care that bird man yes, of Alcatraz. Okay. Yeah, there you go. It just sounds better, you know, than bird father. I understand. But um, I'm going to talk about um, when um, washing your bird may be too much, and we're going to talk about also cutting your bird's nails. Ooh. Oh, wow. How old is Gurney? You know, I think I make up a different um, um, date each time, but she's well into her 30s. I know that. Wow. Um, yeah, 32, 31, um, in, in, in that ballpark. Your cockatoo there. Does uh, Gurney play with the dog? Do Miles and Gurney hit it off? You know, it's, it's, it's funny because sometimes they do, and then for some re- unknown reason, she'll just attack them. And 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 she and she'll keep and they'll f- scrap with her if you don't get it. And then she'll just keep going back for for more. So you gotta you gotta watch because um you know Terry is um you know like to take chunks out of little things and especially birds. And, uh, <laughs> but she don't back up. She has more guts than any other pet I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Judy just handed me an interesting story. Something I sort of already knew, but now there's science behind it. Here's a word to the wise. You know those uh, velvet paintings of the dogs playing poker? <laughs> those, uh, yes. yes. Uh-huh. Don't play poker with your dog because he can read your face like a book. Uh-oh. You know, a brand new study shows that man's best friend is remarkably good at discerning happy expressions from angry ones. I knew that before. Did you know that, Judy? I've been practicing it on Ladybug, and yes, she she can read me like a book. Uh, They say solid evidence that an animal can read the expressions of a totally different species, that is, of course, the human being. Which is interesting because do you know when your dog is smiling? When they're happy? See, I wonder if that study, does it tell if they can read like a stranger's expression or is it just their guardian, someone they're close with? It just says the different species, humans, is is what it says here. So I guess they can read other faces. Yeah, and then I got to say this, and they do have a little disclaimer here. The study included 11 dogs and most of them were border collies. So there, you're already starting with a really smart dog. They're brilliant. I think that they can, though. I mean, did you ever have someone come in your house that's afraid of your dog and the dog is fine and all they got to do is look at the dog and all of a sudden the dog is now bothering this person? Um, So I think so. I think cats can, too, because it's always the person that doesn't like cats is the one the cat goes to. Yeah. Because I think the cat looks like, I think the cats just like to mess with them. Yeah, he doesn't like cats. I'm going to show him. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Everybody else likes me, so I'm going to bug you. Yeah, everybody else wants to pet me. Leave me alone. I know you want to pet me. I want to go to the (laughs) guy that's got the scowl on his face that wants me to stay away. See, I think cats kind of have that little mischievous kind of in-your-face attitude thing going down. So they're going to pull it off anytime. Time they can. And anyone that tells you that they're solitary, independent, personality-less oh. creatures... Never has had a cat. Very, yeah, they've never had a cat. <laughs> no. They are very fun and filled with personality. And uh, yeah. mine are high-maintenance. But I guess you know we have oh, sick yes. and infirmed ones. You do too, don't you, Tammy? We have a lot of special needs kitties here that take up a lot of time. Mm. I want to talk about those in just a few minutes, but let's hit the phones first for your calls at one 405 8405 Or you can ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for your iPhone or Android. It's a free download, thanks to those folks over at Dr. Foster's and Smith. Gordon, how are you doing? Great, thanks. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, Gilroy, California. Isn't that the... Gilroy, uh, that's at the Garlic Capital. Garlic. Yeah. Garlic. I love that stuff. I love that place. Uh, I have a situation where I 
bought a brand new house, and uh, I have your typical black cat. I uh, rented out a room to a lady who has two Manx cats, and she generally keeps the cats in a room, but she let one of them out one day, and it had a little squabble with one of my cats, and Mm -hmm. came in and and broke it up. Um, This was about, I I would say, six to seven weeks ago. Um, Occasionally, she will put her cats in the garage to to roam around, and one morning, my cat was out in the garage, and she put her cats out, and they got into a squabble again. I was just wondering, will they ever get along, or they're all male, they're all fixed. Um, Okay. And you're, you have four cats inside the home, and you, you're basically keeping them separate, and on these few occasions, they've gotten together then? Yes, uh-huh. Okay. And I was all thinking right. of that, that, you know, they might get along. I thought maybe just throwing them all together in the garage could let them go out of it. Uh, no, <laughs> not going to recommend that. Definitely not, because we don't want any fur to be flying if we can avoid it. And the, the tough thing is when there is a negative experience, cats are like elephants. They don't forget, and they don't forget easily. So what we want to do is make a gradual introduction, make it positive, and we keep the level of contact time, we keep that limited until we can say this was a positive experience and we build up to the next level. Uh, We don't necessarily want to throw them together because they're faced with the sight, the smell, the the posturing of another cat. So if they're not used to that other kitty, that's asking them to cope a lot in those social uh, situations. So basically, when I try to introduce cats within a home that aren't accustomed to each other, I like to do food rewards first. So we have one kitty on the, say, your kitty on the outside of the bedroom door, the other two kitties on the their side. We start off by the only place that they get fed is right at that barrier so that they associate the food as a positive thing and the kitty on the other side. So that helps to give that positive reinforcement of that uh, presence, if you will. Um, gradually, we will work up to periods of time where we'll take one kitty, maybe put the kitty in your roommate's room and let that kitty stay in there by himself and experience the smell around where the other cats have been and then we switch the kitties in their environments. When we do start to put them together, we want to make sure we do it controlled. So I wouldn't advise letting all three run. But if there is a squabble and they do have an altercation, that elephant memory kicks in so we want to separate them and I usually recommend for days at a time. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And Dr. Debbie is without any animals today. You didn't bring any animals in. What's that? No. Uh, well, you know, doing conference work and, you know, oh. furthering education and... I would like to have them with me, definitely. But I'm sure that they're much happier at home, curled up, all comfy, <laughs> cozy. I know. I wish yeah. I was there. <laughs> the show goes on. Uh, this hour, we're going to talk to Claire Page. She, she's made the website illicitencounters.com, which uh, basically hooks up married people for affairs. And she's done a little bit of research about pet owners and who has affairs. And she'll tell us about that in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. Uh, let's hit the phones toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 right now. Let's uh, head to Nancy. Hey, Nancy, how are you doing? Hi, it's cold here. It's cold there. Where Where are you? Reading, Pennsylvania. It's not as cold as it is where you are. <laughs> no. <laughs> but we're going to send some warmth your way. Thank you. What's going on? How can we help? On Saturday on the WU in Reading, I heard you uh, 
say a word which I'm familiar with, colloidal silver, C-O-L-L-O-I-D-A-L. Um, yeah. Is that in products for cats and dogs that you know of? Well, colloidal silver, um, it, it, it's a remedy that's been around for eons that people used to use um, as a kind of a cure-all. Um, so it does have antimicrobial properties, antifungal properties. Um, the thing that you, you need to know is that it, it is out there on the market as a supplement, um, as a dietary supplement in the holistic markets. It is actually over-the-counter, it is not, it's banned by the FDA for use in um, products. Products. Um, so it, partly because of the, the concerns of safety, because um, we have to remember silver is not an essential mineral. It, it's actually a heavy metal, and it has the potential to cause toxic effects. Um, so for those that use it, um, they purport that the benefits um, outweigh the risks. Um, so for dogs and cats, um, I am not a fan. I have a, a client that insists upon using it orally for his animals, and I, I, I caution him heavily about that because there certainly are you know concerns and implications with things like liver disease seizures uh, kidney problems things of that nature well um, i thought you had to, to one of the uh, ladies persons that called in i can't remember if it was a man or a woman uh it said something about use a colloidal and i was wondering if that was the silver that you were talking about well colloidal silver colloidal just basically means that it's um an insoluble particle, which is actually suspended in another. So um, another great way that I describe um, a colloid is is milk. Milk, there's a liquid, but there's also kind of the, the fatty milk that's the proteins within it. So it, it's it's just, a dis, it distinguishes how that element, how that mineral is um, provided. So, but topical colloidal silver, um, you know, a lot of people do use those for, you know, things like burns, first aid, um, things of that nature. But you still have the potential of that translocating or being absorbed from the skin into the system. Mm-hmm. So, and again, because it's a, you know, heavy metal, I just, in my practice, I, I find there are so many things that I do know the safety um, of that it can be much more um, effective yeah. and safely provided for my animals. So um, the big question is um, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know how much could be potentially toxic, and the problem is a lot of the different products have different potencies. So um, it's one of those things. There's the buyer beware, the user beware when it comes to colloidal silver. And uh, Well, i gotta, uh, I got to ask a question. What are you trying to achieve, Nancy? Well, I I know I, I take it myself for uh, off and on for my colds or whatever, and it works for me. But my thing is, uh, I was talking to a person recently that they said they uh, raise cats and they mm-hmm. put it in the water for the kittens so that they don't have the, uh, you know, the bacteria and the fungus and stuff like that, and they have no problem with it. So there's controversy with any kind of supplement you take, I think. Yeah. And anybody can overdose. You know, uh, more is better. That's not always the case. So. Yeah. But I, and I guess I heard the- you say something, and I just was wanted to clarify if that was actually what you were talking about. Yeah, and and I think just when we start to really think about what silver is and that it's not supposed to be in the body and by ingesting it on a regular basis, we don't know how much can be deposited into the body. That's that's the concern and the, the safety concern that I would express for oral ingestion especially, yeah. especially for a young creature that we're going to be, you know, seeing, um, you know, lifetime. But it concerns. is found in, at, at this point, it is found in pet uh, food or uh, supplements or whatever. There no. are pets. There are pet. Um, a lot of topical supplements. You may okay. find some orals, but again, I, you know, I, I'm not directing you there. You're doing that on your own. Right. I'm telling you, 
please don't use those. Use the direction of things that your veterinarian would properly advise you. Remember right. the uh, fall of the Roman Empire? Wasn't that just because mm-hmm. all of the lead goblets that they were drinking from those ah. heavy metals? I'm just saying, <laughs> you got to watch out for those heavy metals. Yeah, well, with all the scrutiny and the concerns that a lot of people have about you know putting substances in their body, you know, it, it, it's definitely something to really look at. And, and I've had patients that have had seizure issues, and then you find out they've been using uh. some potential um, you know vitamin mineral supplement, and you really have to look at every one of those little things that uh, someone might do in their home. Mm-hmm. Well, Nancy, you have a great question. Thank you for calling, and thank you for listening to Animal Radio. Toll free, one eight six. 405-8405, or you can ask your questions right from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. You know what's funny is I got a bottle of colloidal silver sitting right here. What do you use yeah. it for? Doc- yeah, my doctor um, gave it to me. But you know who my doctor? Doctor Oz. Doctor um, Oz. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, he gave it to me. What's it for? What did he? What did he give it to you? What did he prescribe it? What was the? Well, indication? he's um. Believe it or not, he was he was a um, doctor before he got famous. He in my hometown is where he's from, outside of Jersey, and um, he um said anytime you feel like you're getting a cold, he said use it no more than a week, um, but use it for a week and it usually will knock it out. And um, I tell you what, it it's usually works. I wonder what uh, what was the call that we were talking about that. Do you remember that call? Because the only colloidal I remember is oatmeal in your in your colloidal most oatmeal. Yeah, that may be what she. But that's kind of a leap to colloidal well, silver. She, yeah. <laughs> she said that's all she heard was colloidal. Colloidal. She didn't oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Free samples are limited to one per household. Offer may be canceled at any time. Small shipping fee will apply. There's no cure for menopause, but there is relief. It's called Amberin. And right now, for a limited time, you can try Amberin free. That's right, free. Just go to StopFlashes.com and claim your free trial. Amberin is the number one selling brand at GNC for women over 40 experiencing menopause symptoms like low energy, sleeplessness, aches and pains, hot flashes, irritability, night sweats, and lower libido due to hormonal imbalance, which explains why Amberin has one of the highest customer satisfaction rates of any product on the market. In fact, over 87% of women experiencing menopause symptoms who take Amberin say it works and clinical studies agree so go to stopflashes.com right now and claim your free sample of amber in today that's stopflashes.com and for the cost of shipping we'll send you a free 20-day supply don't you deserve to feel better Amberin is available at GNC and Walgreens nationwide, but you can only get a complimentary free sample at StopFlashes.com. That's StopFlashes.com. Would you wait several days for your shower to get hot? 
Would you wait several days to feel the full effect of relief from your nasal congestion? Flonase Allergy Relief Nasal Spray could take that long. But if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, use Afrin No Drip. Afrin starts working in seconds and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait several days to feel the full effect? You can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin. Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed. Hi, this is Fred Willard on Animal Radio, and I, I'm, I'm begging you, stay and neuter your animals. I'm sitting up and begging. I'll, play, I'll go over and play dead if you want. I'll follow you anywhere you want to go. It's Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets toll-free. Here's the two ways to get in touch with us. 1-866-405-8405. Write that down. Put it on your fridge. So just in case you have a question and I didn't yap out the number, you have it right there in front of you. Or you can use the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download, thanks to those folks over at Doctors Fosters and Smith. And you can ask the questions directly from the app. Now, in just a couple of minutes, we're going to talk, and this, I'm really excited about this. We're going to talk to a lady who's put together a website that, uh, it is a, uh, it, it's for illicit affairs. Okay. She's, she matches up people that are married to have affairs. Now, that's what I see from the outside. Maybe I'm not getting the story right. I, I think you're right. And she said, yeah. she's done some survey. She's done some research and she finds out that people that have dogs are more faithful and loyal than those that don't have dogs. Wow. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. So that's on the I'll way. buy that. Yeah. yeah. Just a couple of minutes. Yeah. We'll talk to her, Claire Page. And uh, yeah, I'm going to stick around for that. That's okay. Tammy, what are you working on? Well, you've heard of those 3D printers. Oh, yeah. Right? That yes. They can print. They're, they're not like they don't print pieces of paper. They print things, yeah. objects. Little pieces of I plastic, got, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's incredible what they can do and what they're experimenting with. I have a story about a toucan who may be getting a new beak made on a 3D printer. Wow. Yeah. And this is yeah. not the first prosthetic 3D printer story we've heard. The first mm-hmm. beak story, but we've yeah. heard about uh, other legs. prosthetics. Legs, I For believe. Legs. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is amazing stuff. I know. I never thought I'd live to see the tablet or a 3D printer. Uh-uh. Wow. Uh-uh. Or a prosthetic Crazy. beak. Yep. And, and they think they might even be able to make it as beautiful as the toucan's beak is, so he still looks good, which is an added bonus. Do you remember the $6 million man? That's sort oh, of for sure. It's a $6 million bird. We're putting together a bird. Yeah. It doesn't cost $6 million. No, no, no. They've got donations for this because everybody's fallen in love with Grecia. So I'll tell you all about Grecia's story. And we have BJ on the phone. Hey, BJ, how are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Good. Where are you? Hello to everybody. Well, right now I'm passing through Newark. Newark, New Jersey. Well, I'm passing through. Yeah, we're from North Carolina. We're on the way to Massachusetts. I see how you disclaim New Jersey quickly, and you pointed out that you're from North Carolina. You must be a truck driver. No, no, no. Um, going to visit family. Just going to visit family. Okay. You're with, on with Dr. With the three chihuahuas in the, in the car. You have three chihuahuas. Now, are you sure awesome. they're chihuahuas? Oh, yeah. If we just spend a little more money, we'd have got a whole dog. <laughs> What's going on with your chihuahuas? Well, they're, well, it's really not about the chihuahuas necessarily. Uh, they've got, uh, one of them's the oldest male, he's 11, and the other two are, um, twins, well, twins, they're from the same litter, girls mm-hmm. that are about between eight and nine. 
And the male, he kind of itches at himself a lot, uh, but all of them seem to like to shed a lot. Uh, yeah. Which is, you know, with short hairs, we all we know that. But um, he's itching at himself, and he loves to lick at his paws and nibble at his feet. And um, I just saw this that advertised or heard that advertised for Dynavite, and I don't mean that you know maybe I shouldn't say the whole word of it, but uh, and I was thinking about supplements in general, and I was. I, I am trying the Dynavite right now for the first week. Um, we got a, a, a small deal of it, and um, I'm just wondering if it really works, or is it, is it mostly hype? You just want to know the lowdown on it, right? <laughs> well, right. I'll I want to know you. about Dynavite. Well, and I'll tell you, something BJ. better. Well, I'm going to kind of talk in broad strokes here because um, I personally don't give that kind of supplement to my dog. Um, I believe in sound nutrition. And I believe in addressing problems if they come up. But I really, I'm a not a wealthy person. And if I would have invited, invented uh, these type of products, I think I'd probably be in a very different position right now. But I really don't think God that there's a cure-all. What's that? God made eBay. <laughs> Got it on yeah. eBay, did you say? eBay. eBay, you can get it sometimes. You bought, you bought Dynavite on eBay. I sure did. You can get oh, anything eBay. on eBay now. Wow, I guess so. <laughs> But I guess my, my basic feeling is that I just have a problem in some of the broad claims. Um, I think that sound nutrition is the core of where we need to be. Um, for pets with skin problems, I do like to supplement fatty acids because you can't get enough of that in a regular dog food. They just can't stuff it in the bag or it would kind of open up and be rotten when you open the bag. Um, but but I personally, I can't say that I've had anybody come back to me saying, Doc, the stuff is um, a life changer. Um, so um, I'm for trying it. I think it's, you know, for some people it may make some differences, but I honestly, I, I can't jump on that claim and uh, ride that wagon. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for it to, you know, I'm not looking for it to make miracles. I'm just, if it's if it improves in one area, I'm going to be pleased. What are you looking for you know, it to do? What What are your deficiencies? Well, it doesn't matter. It, either the itching, or not the itching, but the scratching, the kind of the dry skin that he's got a little bit, and the biting of the feet. And if it decreases a little bit of the shedding, gives him a nice coat, they they seem to, to gobble it up just fine with their food. But uh, mm-hmm. now you're going to have to doctor, you're going to have to speak to me in layman terms because um, I'm. Where do I get fatty acids from? <laughs> oh, fatty acids. Uh, fatty acids are basically, uh, you can get them at pet stores. You can get them probably on eBay. <laughs> you can get them from your veterinarian. Fatty acids, man. I just didn't know yeah. they came in some, something that I would buy for them, you know, like a, some sort of food or something. Are, yeah, are there foods that have fatty acids in them that, that act as the supplement? You know, they, they do add in some foods, they add fatty acids, but it is a problem just because it is um, kind of an oil-based uh, substance that they really can't put enough in there to meet the supplement needs because it really, it, it'll spoil the food. It just mm. does not store well in a, in a dog food component. So that's why we have to kind of add that in. And, you know, for someone like me, I come from the desert climate. Um, you know, we have a lot of dry skin. We have a lot of allergy problems. So what do you and do? I, I give fatty acids every morning to my dogs. Is, I is get a that, little squirt bottle. Is that like an I, omega-3, or what is that? Exactly, yeah. So it's, it's omega-3 omega is what you're looking and for. And you said a squirt bottle? 
Yeah, I, I use a, one called Derm Caps, and it comes in a little pump bottle, and it's what I call the doggy gravy every morning, and put it <laughs> on their food. And it just kind of helps with uh, the luster of the coat, helps to kind of control some of that dryness factor. Um, and, you know, it's not going to stop allergies. It's not going to stop itching completely, but it's just kind of a, a natural way to try to restore the health of the hair coat. And for some of the products like Dynovite, you know, they may be trying to meet those needs, and for some pets, it might be making a difference in that way. So, you know, I'm, I'm all for trying the Dynavite, but um, I guess my core idea is I like good nutrition and then fatty acids to help with the little dry, scr- uh, scratchy little fellas. And BJ, since you're trying it, why don't you go ahead and try it for a few weeks and call me back and let me know what you thought about it, okay? Okay, I'll do, I'll do that. Well, I also want to... Basically, sharing, um, sharing my, uh, my omega-3 uh, fish oil pills, I should get the dog's own and they not share with them, right? No, you'll probably want to get a veterinary one, just because the ratios of the omega-3s and omega-6s are a little different there. But, uh, yeah, keep your own for yourself. And then, of course, the one thing that I would be concerned about, maybe I'm just a little hypervigilant here, I'm really, I really thought Dynavite sold primarily from their factories. There were no distributorships on Dynavite. So if you're getting it off of eBay, right. not from Dynavite, are you getting Dynavite? Or is it a, a, a knockoff of, I just want you to make sure that you've researched that well oh, yeah. and checked that. I checked this with this, this particular place out, kind of. And, uh, as a matter of fact, I have a friend in the, that lives in the area. And I think they're just, they're all, there's always a chance with that, absolutely. When you when you use anything with eBay, I guess sure. but, uh, we're being careful. Good. Let it, let us know how that works. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. Thanks for your call today, BJ. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Doctor Debbie, veterinarian extraordinaire. Not a lot of people know she's actually the animal radio vet. So when we have her on, it's not just because she works here at Animal Radio. She's the veterinarian we trust on our animals. We encourage you to, if at least, get a second opinion on what's going on with your animal's life. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. You know, even if your animal is healthy, we still want to hear from you. It's all about our celebration and our connection with our pets. Hey Ray, how are you doing? Oh, just fine. How are you guys doing? Very good. Where are you calling from today? Missouri. Missouri. What's going on with your uh, dog? Well, I have a, a Commodore, and I believe she's mostly Commodore, but she's crossed between a. Uh, a, a great Pyrenees. Oh wow, she's a and, big girl then, huh? Oh, she's a she's a wonderful dog, and yes, she is pretty big. She weighs about one hundred and twenty five pounds to one hundred and thirty. Yeah. And she has a spot on her right hip on the outside that she likes to chew on, and it's not a real constant chewing or anything like that. It's just that she has she chews on it enough to where her fur is discolored there, hmm, and. Okay. Uh, you know, we've looked at it, and it doesn't really seem to be, you know, a sore. But, uh, you know, when, when we use bag bomb, it goes away, and then if we stop using it, it comes back. Okay. And that's the only place she's bothering, or does she lick anywhere else on her body? Scratch? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I mean, we do live in a tick area, in a chigger area, and uh, in the middle of the Ozarks. Uh, mm-hmm. But other than that, no, she doesn't really have any other areas. We keep her pretty clean. And, uh, you know, we, 
we use the front line on her. Alrighty. Well, I mean, because definitely I would say that flea tick control is going to be just crucial. Um, it's not, what the area you're describing isn't really typical for, say, a flea or tick infestation. Um, and I'm actually a little curious um, about her hip. Now, has she had any kind of um, medical treatments recently, vaccinations, um, you know, any kind of things where anything was done in that area? No, ma'am. Because just if there was anything that was given as a shot, anything like that, I do see some dogs that will kind of lick the area, and it kind of becomes an area where they're irritated for some time. With this being over kind of the point of the hip, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to have her checked out by a vet in the hip area. Um, reason being, sometimes we will see dogs that will lick the surface of a limb um, or a body part if they're having arthritic pain, and, and it may not always be something where we're seeing limping or trouble getting around, but it can be that persistent licking over that site, and, and sometimes it can even be kind of a tingling, kind of like the pins and needle type sensation that they can have at a body part and that may be why they're attracted to that or they kind of repeatedly go back to it um, so that would be something I would want to make sure that you know they do or don't feel is an issue um, and, and then for some dogs if we have an actual sore in the area and, and we can kind of clip the hair look at it and we see some thickening any redness any changes to the skin surface in this situation if we're trying other avenues um, you know I'd like to do some sampling on that skin um, whether that's something just doing a little surface scraping on there and then look under that under a microscope that's a possibility your vet can do that it's pretty quick cheap and easy you're listening to animal radio call the dream team now at 1-866-405-8405 if you have a dog that pulls like i do come here max and let me put on the halty harness the halty harness will help your dog stop pulling by providing front body control Check out the Halty range by the Company of Animals. It includes the Halty training lead, Halty head collar, Halty training harness, and the OptiFit head collar, which comes with a DVD training guide. To find a Halty range retailer near you, visit www.companyofanimals.us. It will change your life. Good boy, Max. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-789. Really? No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams. Here to get craft beer drinkers' reaction as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. You think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! <laughs> I was going to say Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this test did is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Bass. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, the world is your office with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business with all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com. The Entrepreneur's Phone System. 
This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Drs. Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. People from all over the world are pulling for a toucan from the forest of Grecia in Costa Rica and sending money to help him get some amazing high-tech help. This is really fantastic. This toucan has been named Grecia for where he was found. He actually lost half of his upper beak during a horrible attack by some young kids. Now, a toucan's beak is not only absolutely gorgeous, but they pretty much are helpless without them, not just in eating, but they need to have them to fight off predators as well. Well, pictures of Grecia hit the Internet, and an online fundraising campaign was created to fund the creation of a 3D-printed prosthetic beak for Grecia. Carmen Soto is the vet who's caring for Greasy and says he's recovering and eating really well, but he still needs a little time to heal before what's left of his beak can be scanned to build this model. Nelson Martinez is on the team ready to go to work on this new beak. It says while Greasy heals, they're studying toucan beaks to come up with a workable design, and they are absolutely sure that they're going to be able to do this, which is, gosh, it's fantastic. Just think what else it opens up. Well, Rio de Janeiro's Carnival has been called the greatest party on earth, and it's not just apparently for people anymore. This year's annual Rio Pet Parade on Copacabana Beach featured more than 100 canines and their handlers. It's one of more than 500 street parties that lead up to Carnival. Now, this year's dogs came as everything from superheroes to Ladybug, obviously in honor of our very own studio dog, Ladybug. There were also bumblebees, and there were some circus clowns as well. Now, most of us would do just about anything for our pets. That's a given. A family in Wisconsin has quite a task ahead, however, and they say they are up to it. This is one of the most bizarre stories ever. Their seven-year-old yellow lab actually lost his tongue. Vanessa Meyer and her husband, Brad, they're probably going to have to hand feed him for the rest of their life. They say, that's okay. What happened can only be called a freak accident. The doctor says the dog got his tongue stuck in his kennel between the boards where the top and the kennel's walls all meet. And the dog says the dog must have panicked and pulled really hard. As horrible as it sounds, here is the doc. Remember, he's a lab. He's still wagging his tail after the injury to anybody who'll look. He's doing even better now. He's slurping water from a full five-gallon bucket, kind of the way a horse does. Dogs, of course, also use their tongues to wash and to pant to cool themselves down. The Myers say they will find a way to help him do those things down down the road. They're committed in making sure that Doc has a full and fantastic life. Myers created a Facebook page where she's documenting Doc's recovery, and she's also getting tips from the guardian of another dog in a similar situation. There's a French Mastiff named Hooch in California, and his people are helping the Myers get him through this. Well, I know there's a few people in the studio who wish I lost my tongue. <laughs> nah. Do you, hear, you remember that dog that lost his tongue uh, while he got all cut up in a paper shredder? Do you remember that story I, last year? I don't. I never heard that. Ooh. Oh, my God. Ooh. I am so careful with our paper shredder at home. I turn it off. I unplug it just in case the cats get on it yeah. and step on it. Even though they can't get their tongue in the slot because it's really, we bought the skinniest slot that we could. Yeah. That, 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 that just, that possibility scares me to death. Also, another thing is don't put pizza through it. We, we stopped putting pizza probably and food not. through there and that stopped attracting the animals. Ah, yeah. that's, that's probably That'll a work. really good idea. Thank you for that. Yeah. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at animalradio.com. This has been an animal radio news update brought to you by Drs. Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. 
Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Would you wait several days for your cell phone to fully charge? Would you wait several days to feel the full effect of relief from your nasal congestion? Flonase Allergy Relief Nasal Spray could take that long. But if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, use Afrin No Drip. Afrin starts working in seconds and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait several days to feel the full effect when you can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin? Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed. Stressful things during the day can keep you awake at night. Instead of sleeping, your mind is still spinning from stress. Unisom is the help you need to fall asleep. Unisom sleep tabs are a clinically proven effective OTC sleep aid. You fall asleep 33% faster by easing into your natural sleep cycle. With Unisom, you wake refreshed and ready. Here's your morning traffic report. Unisom. A stressful day deserves a restful night. Uses directed active ingredient doxylamine succinate versus control in a clinical setting. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, a non-surgical alternative to dog castration. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. It's Animal Radio. We're celebrating our connection with our pets toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. And I always love making the connections between the animals and those musicians. And you always make fun of me, but you know, you know damn straight, Michael Jackson loved his animals. He had a whole bunch of them. He had a zoo at his Neverland ranch in Santa Barbara. And uh, all kinds of strange animals, too. And he had bubbles. Yeah, I got to be bubbles. Who did I meet? Bubbles. Uh, I think we met, met Bubbles. We met Bubbles' daughter. Yeah. Hal, you and I met Bubbles Back years in, ago. In like fact, yeah. 30 Bubbles years was, ago. He was my date for that particular night. I remember that, actually. Was, uh, that, was huh? that a powerhouse? Was that a powerhouse? It sure was. Oh, there you go. Bubbles was my date. Prob- and that was an amazing night. I wish that would have worked out between you two, because <laughs> i got to <laughs> tell you, he's, he's, he's one class act. Soulful eyes. Very soulful eyes. Yes. Uh, I totally forgot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> where you're going, huh? Well, I wanted to say that, you know, we, we do this hero segment every week and it's brought to you by Zuterin and we look for the biggest, best people that are doing things for, they don't have to be big. They could be little people that are doing things mm-hmm. for the animals and they can be doing things for one animal or they can be doing things for dozens of animals. It could be a companion animal. It could be a wild animal. It doesn't matter. You need to bring them to our attention, and you can do that by sending an email to your voice at animalradio.com. Now, it is come to my attention that sometimes when you're looking for something, it's right under your nose. And the fact is that this Tammy Trujillo, our hero this week, is... What? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're our oh, official hero this week because not a lot of people know this, but you, you take care of a lot of animals. And I don't mean you're just like a pet parent, but you take care of animals that are infirmed and sick and it you're devoted <laughs> you, you spend a lot of time with these animals how many animals do you think you you take care of 
Well, we do a lot of fostering, and uh, a lot of people around our area know that we will do the fosters that nobody else really wants to tackle or knows how to tackle, so it, it varies, but you're right, we're the ones they call, but I'm about to cry here. <laughs> it's like, wow, you guys totally, totally, totally caught me off guard. My gosh. Good. <laughs> we uh, Well, I know some of your animals are sick, and uh, what, yes. what kind of illnesses Special do they have? Needs. Well, we have a, a variety of different kinds of animals. One, one type of animal that I really, my husband and I, Randy, really specialize in are cats with cerebellar hypoplasia. Now, what is that? Um, well, it's called CH for short, and it happens when um, a cat is in the womb still before it's born, and the mother gets into some kind of toxins, most commonly antifreeze, um, because animals are drawn to antifreeze because it kind of is sweet tasting. And the toxins actually are ingested by the mom, and they cross the brain barriers of the kittens in utero. And they really mess with the kitten's motor functions. So these kittens come out, they're perfect, they're beautiful, they're wonderful, but they walk like they're drunk. Mm. And um, some of them walk very drunk, some don't walk at all. Some actually lay on their sides. We have one, she's never walked in her life, she's six years old. She's a fantastic, beautiful, deluded calico named Billy. She pulls herself along and she's the happiest darn cat in the world. Um Sometimes they have a little problem getting to the litter box. They take some extra work, but I'll tell you something. People who have CH cats, it, it kind of sounds crazy, but once they've experienced a CH cat, they want another CH cat because these cats have more love in them than regular cats who are loving animals anyway. Yeah. So a lot of CH kitties, um, we have a three-legged dog. Um, he lost his leg. We have a blind cat. Uh, you know, we don't say no. We, yeah. we just won't say no. And that's amazing because it takes a lot of time, and you have full-time yes. work. I mean, you're working all the time. You and, and your husband, Randy, working all the time. So We are. It's it's a, a testament to those that are thinking about helping out and fostering. You can do it. If you can find the time, uh, you can make the time. Absolutely. And, it, you know, anybody who's thinking about fostering a special needs animal, yes, it takes a little more knowledge, a little more time, but, oh, please do it because the special needs animals, they're they're fantastic. They're just as good as any other animal, and, and they need a little extra help. Absolutely. I salute We all salute you. Thank In fact, you. this is the first time I can actually give the hero a big old hug. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Group you, hug over you. Oh, you guys. That's great. Gosh. I can't wait to tell Randy. He's, he's going to be so excited. This is so sweet. Hey, Gwen. Hi. How are you doing? Gwen was the first name of I'm one good. of my first Thank fish. You. I love that name. Uh, I my fish, Gwen. That's like, oh, okay. I bet you're thrilled. <laughs> yeah. Sorry I had to bring that up. Gwen, what's going on? How can we help you? I have Dr. Uh, Debbie right has, here. So every time he, we take him, have him flea dipped and everything, he continually gets fleas. Uh, lots of fleas. Is this a dog? Yes. Okay. What kind of dog you got there? A cockapoodle. Okay, wonderful, adorable little guys. All right, so so he's got fleas, and are they treating him when you get him groomed? Do you treat him at home with anything? With front line, yes. Okay. And we even had a doggy collar on him, and it's not doing any good. All right. What part of the country are you calling from? I'm calling from Los Angeles, California. 
Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, certainly in California, the moisture, um, definitely, it's a haven for fleas. And, you know, the trick with fleas is that one product doesn't always do the trick alone. And in many areas, the reinfestation of fleas is huge. So you could treat the pet, and everything on the pet can be killed. But if they're going back into the environment where the fleas are, which is very common, in areas like California, there's fleas outside. Um, it, it isn't uncommon for them to get reinfested. So you, we always kind of have to look at that as a possible reality and make sure that we're doing everything we can, not just on the pet, but even in the home or even in the yard to treat. Okay. It's kind of what we call integrated flea control. So we want to treat kind of more than just one method. Um, and if one product doesn't do you very good, you know what? There's a lot of other good ones out there. And in fact, uh, Advantage and, uh, Advantix, they, that's kind of a whole line of different, uh, flea products. Um, they have some very good, um, products that can be helpful and some pets that might work better for your pet. Um, and, uh, I definitely endorse a product that has, um, a combination of different ways that we can attack these critters. So there's little eggs, there's little larvae, and then there's the adults. So if we can find a product or products that tackles more than one life cycle of this, then, um, then we're doing really good. So you, you might want to look at, um, you know, perhaps looking at Advantage 2, um, or Advantix 2. Those might be some of the ones you want to look to. Um, but I would stay faithful. I mean, you gotta stay on top of fleas. They reproduce like crazy. So one little flea can certainly add to many, many generations beyond. So, um, one bite and one flea can leave your pet scratching and leave you running in circles after these guys. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N. I'm Beth Stern on Animal Radio and Adopt from Your Local Shelter. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets toll-free. 1-866-405-8405. And right now we were supposed to talk to Claire Page. She runs a website called Illicit Encounters. And it's a, a website in the UK. We were calling her in the UK where it's got to be kind of late over there right now. Yeah. And uh, But uh, she's not answering. Is that correct? No, I can't get it. Get, I'm just getting voicemail. We've been stood up by somebody that created a site for having an affair. Let me just put that all together. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Doesn't it? I, I would have no. been surprised if she was there. She may be very busy. Maybe that's the problem. Oh, yeah. Dealing with a bunch tea, of tea and crumpets. Yeah, tea and crumpets. My it's tea she, time. She is uh, again the website illicitencounters.com. Why am I promoting it? Well, I don't know. I just want you to know that this kind of website exists. But you have to be married, and you have to be looking for somebody that you want to have an affair with. These are the criteria for being a member, and she has over a million members. Whoa. Yeah. And she just did a survey, 
and she uh, surveyed a thousand people. We did a good good sample size, and she found out that eight hundred and sixteen of the one thousand surveyed did not own dogs, saying that the oh, people people that have affairs here. don't have dogs. They didn't have pets. They didn't have cats. They didn't have hamsters, goldfish, snakes, guinea pigs, rabbits, or budgies. I have no idea what budgies is. I I think it's a an English thing. I thought it was a bird. It, no, budgie is a parakeet. It's a yeah, parakeet. It's a bird. Oh, I did not know that. I learned something on animal rights. This is why I listen, so I can learn so much. And so, no commitment. Uh, again, this is not much of a surprise. Uh, if you're committed to your dog and they're committed to you, I mean, it makes well, sense, doesn't it? Yeah, but on the other hand, too, if you have an animal, you're getting love. You're getting somebody to oh. spend time with you and to comfort you and to be a companion so you don't look elsewhere. Ah. Oh. Well, hopefully you're not loving your animal that way, though. I mean, that's not what we're saying. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. No, but no, I understand. But it's. it's I, th- you I have think the- it, it shows that somebody has, if you have the maturity to put someone or some things else, their needs ahead of yours, then, then it shows that you can, um, I don't know, be, be mature about different situations. And if that means you're less likely to stray, yeah, I, I think that just goes along with kind of morals and... Yep. Yep. Exactly. She, See, uh, I have four. I have four dogs and a bird, so I have strong morals. You do, and I'm very, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very together. I guess that means so. There, very loyal. Yeah. There uh, you go. You certainly, we were just talking about that. You're loyal like a dog, and she did. She went on to survey a little deeper and find out what kind of breeds they had, and found out that the top breeds of these very faithful people were Doberman, Mutt comes in second, Shih Tzu comes in third, the Bull Terrier fourth. And the French Bulldog fifth. Uh, I would love to get her on it if she uh, I'll calls. And, yeah, if she doesn't come on this week, maybe we can reschedule her for next week or something like okay. that. I'm very intrigued by the whole thing, and that there's a website for that. I guess there's a website for, for everything, everything, isn't yeah. there? Okay, um, let's hit the phones. What do you say? Toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Donna. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good. Where are you calling from? I am in Flagstaff, Arizona right now, but I'm out of Canada. Okay. What's going on with you today? Um, I have a, a Boston Terrier, and he's like seven years old. I got him from a breeder. She was just done using him as a set kind of thing. And okay. for me to cross the border and everything with him, I had to give him his needles. Like his needles. What do you mean? Well, his, uh, his vaccinations. Oh, okay. His shots. Okay. Yeah, and after I've done that, he started um, like urinating really, really strong. Like he, like he, when he pees, like he pees really, really far, and he was splashing like all over the bottom of his belly. And so every time I picked him up to put him back in the transport, 
Like, my hands were all full of pee all the time, so, like, I don't know what happened or... And this is just something that came on more recently? Yeah, ever since I gave him the needle. Okay. And how long ago is that? Uh, it's been probably about three months now, I guess. Okay. And does it, I mean, does he always go to the bathroom a lot and have a lot of volume to the urine so that it just kind of comes out that, that way and splashing? Yeah, it doesn't splash. I mean, it just, and he can pee like up to six feet away. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a talent. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a lot of power, that little guy. You can make some money there. <laughs> I guess and, so, maybe. <laughs> I guess my question is, is he a straight shooter? So does he, does it go straight or does it actually, is he spilling it on himself? You know, is he He's missing and dripping? He's spilling it on himself, yeah. He is, okay. Yeah. All right. And and that has never happened before. That's just more, yeah, you're associating more recently, it. Yeah, recently, yeah. Okay. Like I well, took him into the vet and they got him, uh, you know, they checked him and everything, like, you know, checked his prostate and all that stuff. And he happened to yelp when her finger was up there kind of thing, right? And, uh, well, like ever I would since imagine. Then, <laughs> ever since then, like, you know, I mean, he's been peeing all over the house. He doesn't pee in the transport, but when okay. you take him outside, like, every two hours, like, you know, he's, uh, like, he pees on everything and everywhere. And, like, in my house, like, I just, like, 15, 20 places. Oh, that's not good. So, no, is he neutered? No. He's not neutered. No. All no, right. Well, so you don't use him for uh, studying. All right. Well, my first piece of information for you is going to be that you have a boy who wants to mark because he still has testosterone. That is going to be very hard to overcome, at least the frequency and the desire to go that often. That's that's a hard thing. Now, is there something else medical going on? Maybe. Nope, because a lot. Nothing. Well, if, if he had a little bit of, uh, now, when he had his rectal exam and his prostate checked, if he had pain when they actually checked his prostate, that's a bad thing. And that would make us concerned about infection or other problems with the prostate, like tumors. If he was just being squirrely because, you know, having a glove up his backside, then that's a different thing. But if he was truly having pain on the prostate exam, then that's something we really need to look at. And that might put you in a position where you really don't have the option of wanting to keep him for breeding because if he has a problem uh, with the prostate reproductively, he might not be the best uh, for the long-term breeding thing. Um, but I would also want to say, gosh, I'd, I'd probably want to make sure we check a urine sample on him and just check for things like infection, um, yeah, any kind of blood in the urine. The they did do that, and that all came up clean as a whistle? Yeah, clean as a whistle. I don't know, it's just ever since I gave him the, the needles, like the uh, rabies shot. Yeah, and if everything else is going good, I don't know if I can directly make a link to a you know a recent vaccination. You know, there are certainly some problems that you know if uh, we're kind of under the surface and you did those vaccines, you know maybe that's coming to the surface now. But I would be expecting we'd see something else, some markers, you know, either some changes on blood work or on a urine test, um, you know. But I wouldn't discount that possibility of something brewing in you know his prostate or his reproductive tract. So, um, okay. you know, I, I would say. You know, maybe re-examine, you know, his purpose, uh, whether he's, you know, okay. meant for breeding or if he's meant to be a pet. And then, um, you know, really, I'd go I'd go there and, and think in his best interest in this situation and just uh, get some splash guards for <laughs> urinating as well. 
This okay. is Dr. Debbie. Uh, thank you for the call, Donna, and uh, give us a call. If you have a medical question, a behavior question, you don't know where to turn with your little critter, give me a call, one 405 Let's take another one for Dr. Debbie. We have Roy on the phone. Hey, Roy. Hi, how are you today? Very good. How are you? Good. You sound so cheery. Good. I have a uh, little three-year-old chihuahua. His name is MacGyver. <laughs> and I, like I buy him, I try to try not to feed him uh, any food with uh, corn, uh, wheat, or soy in it. So I got the uh, the Buffalo Blue. He's been eating that for several years, but he, he doesn't really eat it. Like he'll, he'll go to the bowl, he'll eat it, he'll, have, he'll take one kibble, turn away, chew it, come back, chew another one, go, go back. And he'll do that maybe a couple times, and then he'll stop eating it. I'm wondering, is like, is there anything I can mix in with it that he'll eat the kibbles and everything, or so, maybe I mean, I'll leave that up to you to decide. Yeah, and you know, I guess I I would make that decision based a little bit on what he's looking like and if he's eating that food during the day. So if he's in good body condition and he's just a grazer and he likes to pick up that one kibble, walk away and nibble, that's fine with me. Some some pets, that is just their pattern of eating. And so especially if he's in good weight or if he's on the heavy side, I don't think we need to necessarily encourage appetite in those situations. And, and I would just let him have his normal eating style. But we would want to make sure that there isn't some undetected health problem that could be causing him to not eat so eagerly. So if he were here in front of me, the first thing I would do is look in his mouth. Chihuahuas notoriously can have some problems with their teeth. If we've got any bum teeth in there, we need to address that and make sure that those are taken care of. Well, that is true because he did have uh, two extracted like uh, about seven to eight months ago. Okay. Might be a reason just to take another peek in there. Well, well, thank you very, very much for answering my question. I really do appreciate that. Thanks my for pleasure. Calling. Well, time has once again flown by. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to check out Dr. Debbie's books, Yorkshire Terrier, Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. They are Kindle books. You can get them over at Amazon. We have links over at Animal Radio, just like we have links for everything you've heard on today's show. Is that it? We I out think of here? that's it. Let's go walk yes. our dogs. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network.